Coming up, a couple shares how they were able to overcome $137,000 of debt. And a young entrepreneur gives God the credit for his success. Hello and welcome to the 700 Club Canada. I am so glad you could join me today. On today's show, we take a look at the idea of money. And what does God think about money? What do you spend your money on? Think about it for a second. Coffee, clothes, shoes. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. <laughs> but God wants us to be good stewards of our finances. And listen how you can learn a simple tip for a breakthrough for anyone in debt. Like Michael and Sonia, they were nearly $120,000 in debt, but today they are debt-free. What was their secret? We'll reveal that coming up. But first, this is how Romolo found success by trusting God. Romolo Minna grew up with a camera in his hand shooting extreme sports, and he was good at it. He broke into the video production industry as a videographer with a California news station. He gives God the credit for that opportunity. He unlocked the door for me to serve him in this way. And when he closed that door, he opened a bigger door for me to walk through. Romolo was confident that God would provide for him. The reason? He'd been practicing the principles of biblical giving he learned in church from his pastor. He came into the book of Malachi. He says, come, give me your ten. God said, test me in this. And I was like, yeah, okay. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand, people. This is the only place in the Bible that God said to test them. The only place. So Romulo started tithing. It was during this time that he met Cheryl, who was impressed with his commitment to giving. When I really started dating Romulo, I guess, is when I started, I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to start giving my 10%. I just really started trusting the Lord. And his family just really had an impact on my life. And I saw the way that they went to church every Sunday. And I saw the way that his mom would write the check. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to start doing that too. Romolo and Cheryl married. The next 10 years were a series of well-paying full-time jobs, each with salaries larger than the previous one. Cheryl continued to teach school, and it helped. Still, the ups and downs of the video production industry gave only temporary job stability for Romolo, putting a financial strain on their growing family. I remember one time we had no food in the refrigerator, and somebody said, I got you guys food. It's every time, and we never stopped tithing. The Minna's desire was to one day be able to help others in need. If somebody is having struggles with their finances, with food, whatever it is, the same way people have blessed me, I want to be able to bless them as well. To reach that goal, they knew they needed to tackle their debt. I was probably $40,000, $45,000 in like consumer debt and school debt. And it kept me up at night. It, it ate at my soul. I grew up in a house full of debt. And before we got married, I told my husband, I was like, I have seen debt before and I do not want to live in it. Cheryl was sensitive to that hard reality because of what happened to her parents' home. Our family lost the house. 
Like, I never want my family to experience that. The Minas buckled down on their spending. No coffee runs and no dining out, as they tore into their debt. In a year's time, God provided plenty of work, and they paid down all but $13,000 in school loans. We just killed debt after debt after debt. In 2020, Romolo's employer downsized, and he was let go. His reaction was consistent with what he believed. I was like, all right, Lord, what's next? Because every time he showed up with something bigger and better. So why would I doubt now? Because Romolo had banked his vacation hours and was given severance, his final paycheck paid off the remaining school loans. Being debt-free put the couple in the position to launch Clear 29, a multimedia production company. Clear 29 is a visual content company. We provide visual content and it's evolved from me being a teenager and holding a camera to now being able to produce and direct films, commercial productions, and the sorts. He never had to make any calls. He never had to make any posts on social media. His phone just kept blowing up, and it's still going to this day. I've been very fortunate to take a dream and a passion and make it my bread and butter. Today, his Clear 29 clients have tripled, and the Minna's income is up by 200%. They believe it's all possible because they are in relationship with a God who keeps his word. I've had to relinquish everything I have mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to accept, like, it's not mine, it's all the Lord's. So when you tithe and you're like, okay, Lord, I am trusting you. He still is faithful. I know where my blessings come from. I'd be a fool to deny. Amen. We serve a God who keeps his promises. Romolo's story is so awesome because it is yet another testimony of how God always comes through when we honor his word. Proverbs 3, 9 to 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. In other words, he will provide for you. He will give you so much that you will overflow. Amen. I received that for myself. You know, something else Romolo did while tithing was smile. God loves a cheerful giver. When you make the decision to give your 10%, do a dance, jump up for joy, let out a shout of praise because you are about to be blessed. And it's not wrong to expect blessings out of tithing. It's biblical. Luke 6, 38 says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Amen. You know, you might be saying, Shauna, this sounds lovely, but I can't afford to give 10% right now. And that's okay. If all you have to give is $1, the Lord knows your heart and he will bless you in whatever giving you give. And you know what? We can't give without faith. So if you call right now, 1-855-759-0700, you'll get your pamphlet all about faith. And coming up after the break, see how DJ and Brandon were able to break free from $137,000 in debt. You don't want to miss it. Hello, my name is Michelle, and I'm a prayer partner with 700 Club Canada. We have an amazing team waiting to pray with you, and we're available 
every day. We want to make it easy for you to connect with us. All you have to do is pick up your phone and call us at our toll-free number, 1-855-759-0700. And don't forget to let us know how God answered your prayers. We want to celebrate in your victories too. Our number again is 1-855-759-0700. We look forward to connecting with you today. Before they married, Brandon and DJ didn't think twice about their spending or their debt. We were looking more at the world around us and what our image would look like if we had something at a higher status. You know, I wanted to have this type of car, and it was like, oh, I have to have these shoes when they release. I didn't really have a budget. It was like, oh, as long as I can make the minimum payments, no late fees, I'm good. And if emergency popped up, credit cards were my, my savings. During her single years and after becoming a Christian, Brandon took a class at church on money management. She tried to practice the budgeting principles she learned, but wasn't consistent and continued to spend. Meanwhile, she began tithing to her church. When I started tithing, it was I, I needed to, I had to. And over the years, as I changed my mindset, it became I want to, to help others, to serve others, to advance the kingdom of the Lord. DJ also gave a church and to community causes, but he still spent without concern for the future. And when Brandon and DJ tied the knot, nothing changed. They made expensive purchases for their life together, and their joint debt grew. Soon, they decided to buy a bigger home for their expanding family and were shocked to see how much interest they'd be charged on the loan. That prompted them to finally face their overspending and the interest on their consumer debt and student loans. And I was like, you realize we just pay, we pay like every year thousands of dollars in interest for something that's, you know, like a credit card that's $2,000, but we're getting hit every month for like $150 when our payment is $200. I'm not making any progress at all, at all. The couple decided it was time to get a handle on the way they managed money. They cut up their credit cards and pledged to pay off their total debt of $137,000. To do so, Brandon, a VP of a large nonprofit, took a job waitressing. DJ was an accountant, and he got a second job too. Whatever we made, it was going back to our debt, uh, tackling it from the smallest to the largest. At one point while paying down their debt, Brandon chose to stop tithing from her income. It was like, you really, really, really need, you know, you need that money to pay towards debt. And so I let the enemy get my ear. I stopped trusting. You know, I took it back. I knew what I was doing was wrong. And uh, it ate me up inside, like spiritually. After a year of not tithing, Brandon says God spoke to her. In my quiet time and, you know, in prayer time, I just heard God, like, you know, uh, trust me, be a faithful tither. Like, trust me, I brought you this far, I'm not going to leave you. You don't need to pause your tithe, continue to give, and continue to pay off your debt. It can be done. Brandy and I really did a lot of soul searching. Part of what I would say our journey was focused on is God's guidance. And so we started looking more spiritually, looking inward, and saying, we really have to humble ourselves. Brandon began tithing again, and the couple watched what they spent while they continued to work off their debt. I started to prefer the feeling of being debt-free than needing something that would build my image. One material thing just makes me want another material thing. Getting rid of one debt does not make me want another debt. It was giving me um, encouragement, making me want to pay off another debt. In five years, the Rodriguez has paid off all $137,000 of their debt. 
They say the process changed their perspective on money and God. I learned how to take my hands off any and every situation, you know, trusting the Lord, trusting Him in my finances, in my marriage, in my children. Uh, I became the man that I was called to be, the husband I needed to be, the father. We literally would have not have been able to do this without God's grace. Today, Brandon and DJ are committed to budgeting and staying out of debt. They encourage others to manage money God's way. Not only are we called to be fishers of men, but be better stewards with our finances. Give a little more. Dedicate yourself to becoming more disciplined to your faith, then you can be dedicated and disciplined to your budget. I believe in being obedient to the Word of God. I try to teach my children the same thing as well, whether it's uh, their, their, their tithe and their offering. When you truly trust Him, follow Him, follow His guidelines when it comes to these things, and you will be blessed and you'll make a way. I don't know about you, but this blessed me so much. Brandon and DJ's story is such an encouragement to me, and it should be to you too. The thing is, is that their story is not all that unique. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of people out there who are stuck in the cycle of debt and don't see a way out. We live in a world of more, 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 more clothes, more shoes, nicer car, bigger house. But at what cost? Like Brandon, years ago, I stopped tithing because I was in debt and I needed every penny I could get my hands on. Was I able to pay my bills and still buy groceries? Sure, but there was no increase. Again, like Brandon, I heard the Lord say, do you trust me? Lord, of course I trust you. Then why aren't you trusting me with your finances? Ouch. But it's true, isn't it? We say we trust God and we do with certain things, but when it comes to money, we don't want to relinquish control. But God, I need this money to pay rent. Sound familiar? Listen to what it says in the book of Malachi. Malachi 3, 8 to 10. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. I don't know about you, but I want that blessing. Tithing is obedience. And if you're wondering if God really can come through for you, yes, he can. He's just just waiting for your yes. And if you call our number at one 759 you'll receive our pamphlet on obedience. Coming up after the break, Michael and Sonia share how trusting in God's financial strategy helped them escape nearly $120,000 in debt. Michael and Sonia Pope consider themselves a team and do everything together. But for years, this wasn't the case, especially when it came to their debt. The two of us decided to be hamsters on wheels in two separate cages. So we didn't talk about the debt, even though we both were aware that it was there. 
The financial pressure kicked in after they had their third son, and Sonia left her job to be a stay-at-home mom. It ramped up when they decided to buy a new house before selling their condo. We had two mortgages to deal with. We had condo fees in our condo. We had to pay utilities in our condo as well. The couple thought nothing about using credit cards to provide a nice life for their kids. Our spending habits continued, and actually they increased because, uh, you know, kids are expensive, right? Well, some of those choices were maybe not relying so much on God to provide, but on MasterCard and Visa, you know, or our credit cards to provide for um, things where we, we felt like we were lacking. We didn't think that credit cards were bad. Michael is an IT developer and has always made good money, so he thought he could independently out-earn their debt. Then one Christmas, they couldn't afford gifts for their boys, and Sonia suggested that she go back to work. And the thought of her having a job outside the home, I mean, that made me feel really bad as a, as a husband. I'm supposed to be the provider of the household. Meanwhile, the bills kept coming. They knew something had to change when the family took a road trip and their radiator overheated. They had to call their credit card company to increase their limit just to get home. And I remember breaking out in tears, asking God, like, what are we doing wrong? And he showed us, you know, we weren't being good stewards of our money. We hadn't been sold out for God and really trusting God to provide for us because we were still in our own head. Since the popes had never added up the magnitude of their debt, they didn't realize they were $119,000 in the hole. It literally took our breath away. And we thought maybe we had made a mistake, a miscalculation. We were like, are we ever going to be able to pay this off? You know, and that's when you start having thoughts like, you know, do we file bankruptcy? You know, do we walk away from the condo? Together, they committed to a financial plan based on godly principles. It included budgeting, spending less, and selling unnecessary possessions, as well as tithing and giving. Things they'd been doing, but with the wrong motivation. We were doing our tithes, but we weren't giving it with the right heart. We started having financial difficulty. It started feeling like an obligation. It really wasn't joy. God wants us to be cheerful givers. He doesn't want me to give just for recognition or so I could feel good about what I'm able to give. Part of generosity is me taking my eyes off myself and putting them on other people. Putting God first changed their perspective on tithing, giving, and serving. We were excited because it was the first thing on our budget list. I mean, we were just focusing and cheerfully helping people out. It was only after they stopped giving out of obligation that things turned around. Their condo quickly sold, and Michael got a huge bonus. Our heart became more joyful towards the Lord. We just kept saying, you know, we've been blessed this way so that we can just give back. You know, we give God all glory. We wrote the largest tithe amount that we had given to our church at that ever in our lives. Right after that, they were able to pay off the rest of their debt in 11 months, six months earlier than expected. And it felt so amazing because I was like, God, you did that. That wasn't us. Because on paper, we should have still been in debt. We're so excited to be able to free up our money from debt so that we can bless others too the way we've been blessed. It's, it's a great feeling to be a, a great example for our kids and our family, and just to have that peace and a stress-free life. For anyone with financial problems, the Pope suggests surrendering to God like they did and giving from a cheerful heart. Prove God, the creator and the provider of all things, will do exceedingly more than you could ever think, ask, or imagine. 
Someone should download the CBN Family app to get an easy view at all of CBN's media. Having access easily to that faith-based content is so invaluable. This is a great way I could take that with me on the go, you know? This app is really easy to use. My favorite feature is the fact that you can look at like the different like feeds, like the news, animations. This app has exactly what you're looking for as far as Christian values go. When I was growing up, one of my favorite things to do was go fishing with my dad. My favorite part of fishing, though, if I'm being honest, it was never the fishing part. It was always stopping at this little fishing equipment store place that we'd stop at. And dad would go get all the bait that we needed. And my brother and I, we'd go get all the snacks. Dad would explain the different types of, of baits that we were going to use to catch different types of fishes. You know, I believe that Satan always uses bait to lure you into a path of destruction. The bait of Satan is out there to, as John 10, 10 says, to steal you and to kill you, and I hate to be graphic, but to destroy you. That's the bait of Satan. But the invitation from heaven is always to bring you into betterness. This is God. This is the message of hope. This is the gospel. You know, I'm thinking about the life of Job. Job experiences the, the hashtag worst day ever. He gets sick. He loses his kids. He loses his reputation. And all this stuff goes bad. And even his own spouse, you know, his wife, the one that's supposed to stand with you and rich and, and, and poor and sickness and health, even his own wife comes to him and she says, Job, please tell me we're not going to church this Sunday. We're not going to keep praising your God. Job made a decision. I'm not going down this path of bitterness. I'm not going to get angry at God and frustrated at God. Job says things in his resolve like, even if he slays me, I'm going to praise him. I know my Redeemer lives. Job had this resolve to say, I'm going to get better from my circumstance. I'm refusing to get bitter. What about you? What about what you're going through? I believe with all my heart that you can get better through your circumstance. You can actually get stronger. You can get wiser. You can get healthier. You can get happier. And I'm not preaching to you out of theory, I'm actually talking to you out of my own life. You know, I've experienced a lot of tragedy. Many of you uh, might know our story, my wife and I. We've got a sick daughter. One of my daughter got sick, and that was, you know, four years ago. We still face it today. I had to make the decision. Am I going to take the bait of Satan that wants to lure me to offense and bitterness, or am I going to accept the invitation from heaven that will allow me to get better? I can tell you four years later, we are not bitter but we are better. We're stronger. We're a little softer. We're a little bit more aware of other people's struggles. And it's only because we heard heaven say, if you'll allow me to, I can actually make you overcome through your tragedy. I'm inviting you to do the same today. Reject the bait of Satan. Say yes to the invitation of heaven.
We want to send you a gift entitled How to Believe for Healing when you join as a 700 Club Canada monthly partner. All you have to do is call 1-855-759-0700 to join and the free DVD and companion workbook are yours today. You'll also receive our monthly newsletter, Frontlines. Call now. A routine doctor's appointment would end up in devastating news. Cancer is one thing, but triple negative, which is one of the worst cases of cancers there, there is. You know, the shocking part for me was just hearing the word cancer. The Savior is the healer. Man is not. Discover the power of prayer in CBN's newest teaching. We're going to give you some principles to hold on to. All things are possible to them who believe. Get the How to Believe for Healing collection, including an exclusive video with Ashley Key and Gordon Robertson, a personal workbook, plus a special teaching by Gordon. If a patient doesn't have any hope, then they'll have, they won't live for anything. Prayer changes things, that's the truth. Get the How to Believe for Healing collection, available now. Since I started tithing again, God has opened up many doors for me. He has provided for my family in ways I can't even count, and He always comes through right on time. God is true to His Word, and His promises are yes and amen, and He is faithful and just to do just what He said He would do. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine. So go ahead, try Him today. He does ask you to try Him when it comes to your finances. It's the only time in the Bible that God says, try me. It's with our money because God promises that He will pour out for you. And I know right now a lot of people are struggling. I know we live in a world where money isn't at our fingertips as much as we want it to be. But, but God, God always comes through and He knows your situation and He sees you and He wants you to give it all to Him. And I promise you, God is such a good God and He will provide for you and your family as well. We do have some prayer requests. We have Manu, please pray for me to get a job with a good salary. And Randall, please pray for my wife to find better employment. Heavenly Father, I lift up Manu and Randall to you right now. Lord, you want only the best for your children. I pray, Lord God, for open doors of employment, open doors, Lord God, for better salary for them to provide for their families, Lord God. I pray that you will open doors that no man can shut and close doors that no man can open. I pray, Lord God, for increase, for overflow, for more, Lord God. You are a good and faithful God. And we pray, Lord God, for the good report that is to come. We thank you in advance for it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I invite you now to follow a simple step is as simple as believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord and admitting with your lips that Jesus is Lord. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray that anyone, Lord, who is struggling in this world right now, I pray, Lord God, that they will open their hearts to receive what you have for them, the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, Lord. I pray for salvation to come to every household. I pray, Lord God, 
for an abundance of joy and increase and a peace that surpasses all understanding to be upon your children, Lord God. You are the answer to all the questions in this world. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, our power verse today is Hebrews 13, 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a fantastic day in the Lord. Tomorrow on the 700 Club Canada, a former trafficking victim shares how she escaped this dark industry as we honor National Human Trafficking Awareness Day.